Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Thank y'all for uh, spending y'all's evening and afternoon with us at the Grown Manish Podcast. It's your boy, Bowtie Fresh. I got my homeboy, my right-hand man here with me. It's Mike J over there. Let him know what's up, Mike. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Appreciate y'all listening for another episode. We appreciate everybody for listening. We're on episode 11, so, you know, appreciate we made it to you. You know, having some technical right. glitches and everything else, but, uh, you know... Still, still soldiering on through. That's right. We power on through it, bro. It has been one of them type of weeks, man. It definitely has, man. It's been, uh, in, from the politi- politically, socially, heck, personally. I, I know you and I, uh, we chopped it up a couple times this week, and it's just, it's been one of them type of rough weeks. So uh, definitely um, ready to enjoy this podcast, give y'all some good um, conversation tonight, um, <clears throat> as well as, uh, talk about some a few serious things, but uh, we definitely have some good conversation for y'all tonight. But um, again, like Mike J said, thanks to everybody uh, who's been showing love and support um, wherever you are, um, through every through every uh, outlet, you know, Instagram, Twitter, you know, emails, um, folks that just chop it up with us that that, that know us. So I uh, definitely enjoy all the support for sure. Oh yeah, man. So definitely when. So uh, always, you know, listen, rate, subscribe, you know, tell your friends about it. If you're on iTunes, make sure you give us those five-star reviews because it's important for us to keep pushing the show on. There's some good things that both I and I want to do, but in order to do that, we're going to have to need you guys' support to help us out. So you know, just make sure you no spread the show, give us some five-star reviews, and definitely, we can, you know, help us. We definitely can keep on kicking out more content. Yeah, we definitely will keep on bringing y'all the, the goodness, but, uh, Definitely want to uh, take a moment and uh, recognize a few individuals, a, few, a couple of talented brothers that we lost this week. I uh, want to say a, a definite rest in peace to jazz legend Fast Domino, um, pioneer in, in, in the music industry and the jazz game. Um, definitely want to say a definite rest in peace to that brother, sending prayers to his family and, and loved ones and friends and supporters, you know, so they, they can find strength to make it through this tough time. And, I, and the next brother, I always mispronounce his last name. Uh, uh, Mike man, J., you are much better pronunciation than I am. Oh, man. Uh, you're going to put me on the spot because I always just call Brother Benson and the brother from her. But, you know, I want to make sure Yeah, that's what I spot, said. You, so. little Benson. Well, let me, uh, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm normal. I know I'm a butcher. It's uh, Robert Guillaume. 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 Brother, yeah, I, mean, I was going to say Guillaume, too. Yeah, but I. You know, I, I've been pushing that brother's name ever since I've seen him and Benson and Lena on me. You know, he's the one who yeah, put Joe man. Clark. You know, and he yeah, played, he put, uh, Joe, he put Joe Clark in check. Mm-hmm. Something terrible, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He wasn't playing because he let everybody know he was HNIC, the real HNIC. <laughs> and he also put Roy <laughs> Rafiki from the line, from the Lion King. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, didn't he call Joe Clark a jackass? <laughs> he might have called him a jackass. I know that's I one of my favorite movies. I'm pretty sure he called Joe Clark a jackass, man. Yeah, you know, because he got pissed off when Joe when that when the when the choir teacher quit. You know, she slapped the wall, and Mr. Darnell she was the most <laughs> football coach. Yeah, man, he had fun. I work with Joe Clark too. 
Yeah, you told us you can call a lawyer. Man, it's funny because I work with people similar to that, so I get those type of responses. Not really, not slapping the wall, but the passive aggressive type stuff. So, eh, it's all good. But man, you yes, move definitely eye, roll. <laughs> uh, eye rolls, pouting, stomping, shut slamming of doors, puffing and puffing. It's the same old, same old, man. But when you are the when you are the leader and you're in leadership, you got to take that. So, wrong check is there twice a month. That's really all I care about. But, I dig man, that. I dig else? that. Anything else? Nah, man, you, you, so you, you, not a whole lot with me, brother. Not a whole lot with me. No. Definitely uh, trying to hold things down at work. Got a lot of busy things. A busy season for those of us in healthcare. So, uh, everybody's met their deductibles. So, uh, we are providing an extra amount of care to an extra amount of uh, individuals out there. But other than that, proud of my little dudes, man. I, I, I see both of my sons, they start to come, starting to come into their own with, with different little things in their personalities. And my, my, my oldest, you know, wanting friends are wanting to come over. He's wanting to go over their house and, you know, start to get into that whole phase of thing. And um, he's, getting into finding his own little groove as far as, you know, his personality and, you know, the way he dresses and stuff like that. So I'm going to think about his hair a little bit more. So it's interesting, it's interesting uh, to see my my, 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 my young age. Get him an S-curl, man. Start him off right. Get him an S-curl. <laughs> Not that S-curl. Right, right, if I start him off right, I'm going to He tried to say he got curly hair, but that's really that's really some old, um, what do you call him on Comes America? A nature farm or something like that, Juices and berries. No, that's yeah. all natural, my brother. And the, as Young Bird would say, I, as Young Bird would say, I, I, I'll do the pool test. Go ahead and throw me in. It's going to be the same when it come out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't compare yourself to Young Bird, man. <laughs> well, I'm not comparing myself. I know, I know he made that. Yeah. he made that ill comment. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that man got slapped out. He got, he got slapped out of his shoes. Man, I think he gets slapped. I was going to slap, you know, slapped on YouTube by Mano, man. And that wasn't no legendary. I've seen the hand of God come across his face. Slapping fashionable yeah, these days? Is, is this something fashionable? You just slap a backhanded boy? I mean, I don't know, man. To slap another grown man, it's beyond just a step. I know Charlie Murphy <laughs> and Rick James talked about it, but the fact if you really could smack a man and the man don't respond, I mean, I mean, it's beyond touching your tail, man. You know, so to go ahead, if you got a woman, you got to submit her to, you know, you got to give her to that man and say, hey, you, gotta, you know, this is your new man now. You know, your kids and everything else, your new package. You can't, you, you can't, you can't come back from that. You can't, come, you can't come back from being smacked by another man, dog. You don't respond. But, uh, man, <laughs> well, hey, man, we're going to, we got 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 to, Low-key for his standards. But there's two things I wanted to bring up. The first is, you know, they had those two retiring senators from Arizona and Tennessee, and they bashed Trump about, you know, him and his decorum and everything else. But the thing is that they, they bashed him, but they voted with Republicans to uh, to pass that law that said you can't have class action suits against financial institutions. So what that means is, say, for instance, we want to have a class action suit against a credit card company or banks or payday loan people that were in there, they're taking that away. So that's something for people to look forward to because, as you know, the last time the economy got really bad was because the financial institutions, they weren't, went without unchecked power. So definitely I'm I'm putting that down now. That's going to be another call for the for the market to crash again because of things like that. Because when, they don't, when they don't have any regulations, 
greed comes in, and people will get. And that's what happens when the economy always takes their turn because there's no there's no checks and balances when it comes to financial institutions. Oh, yeah. The second thing I want to, I want to bring up is like the biggest private prison in the in the United States is they they're having a meeting. Guess where they're having a meeting at? Gotta be a, what what Trump Tower something like that. Yeah, no one of the one I think it's one of Trump's golf courses or Mariago, one of those places. So how oh, okay. I mean, and, and we all know about you know <clears throat> about when black people are especially people of color and like how businesses you know they utilize that and make get all type of cheap products. For example. We talked about we uh we shouted out our folks in Cali, but you mm-hmm. know you, people don't realize that they had a lot of women firefighters there who were in prison and they were they were fighting fires for one dollar an hour. So the yeah, prison industrial complex is real. So we definitely want to you know bring that up to everybody. So we definitely gonna keep pushing on with that, man. So that's kind of the really the news this week. They had some other disrespectful stuff that Donald Jr. said about Representative Frederica Wilson and her hat. Looking like a stripper, because you know Frederica Wilson. For those who don't wow. know, she was in the car with the uh, with the wife of the sergeant with David Johnson. You know the the mm-hmm. brother who lost his life in Nigeria. So, you know that's just you know typical Trump and Trump Jr. and everything else who can't assholes. But uh, both yeah, sides. Let's, let's kick it on. Let's I'm, kick it on. I'm not. We're talking about this thing. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, uh, and just going back to what Mike J and I said last episode, uh, the two of us, we we don't stand for the disrespect of the black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just like you said, uh, Mr. Trump Jr. or, or, or whoever it is, you know, we, we're not going to stand for that. We, that's that's a respected woman. You're going to respect her as such. You know what I'm saying? Like that's there's no call for that. The the, the political back and forth and you know, the childish behavior that they've that that, that those individuals have exhibited is, is not cool and we're not gonna stand for it. So, um definitely individuals, you know, let your voices be heard on, on whatever platform that you have that, you know, we're not gonna stand for it and and uh just for for Frederica Wilson, you know, she she has no idea who Mike J and I are, but um for the community that we represent, for our listeners and things like that, we just we Mike J and I will not stand up for disrespect. So when you guys see us uh, maybe tweet something out or some messages like that on Instagram, that's something that we're passionate about. So we're just not going to stand for it. So uh, that's a big F you to that whole faction over there. And the words of young Turk from the oh, high yeah. boys, you know, F, F you and the click you claim because we're not going to, we don't roll like that. Yeah. I was going to say coming off of uh, that little, that, those childish things. So th- I saw, I saw a report uh, that was published by Chicago, <clears throat> excuse me, the Chicago Tribune, um, that they had some findings that uh, majority black communities um, uh, pay 20% more for the same amount of uh, water utility use or 20% more than those in the uh, predominantly white communities. Now um, I'm, I, I'll let you chime in, I, you know, after this, Mike, but I, I think that's kind of shady. You know what I mean? I, I shouldn't say kind of shady. That is shady because if if it's the same water use, no matter where you're from, I don't care how you try to spin it, you know, it takes a, you know, we got a certain areas, we got to clean it in a certain fashion or it takes longer to travel or whatever they try to use to spin it. Like I, I still don't understand or see how it's justified. Um, I think that the state and uh, federal authorities need to look into some of that because that's just not right, especially in those communities in Chicago, where there's a lot of that violence, there's a lot of poverty, things of that nature, uh, the people are already struggling. So why are these utility companies or places like this 
uh, able to gouge or able to take advantage of these folks like that. So um, hopefully uh, some of those individuals that do a lot of activism and um, that have a lot stronger voices than Mike J and I currently do, because uh, you never know where Mike J and I may be in the future, but um, that we currently do some of those NAACPs and um, uh, coalitions and things of that nature. Um, ho- hopefully they, they speak out and try to stand up and get some answers and, and get some of this change for those folks. But Mike, man, how do you feel about this? Well, you got to look at a city like Chicago. Housing discrimination is something the city is built on. It's one of the most segregated cities in the United States. If you ever go to Chicago, you have the south and the west side, which is, you know, people of color stay, and then the right. other side, the north side, is where, you know, you know a lot of people who are uh, for a white stay. But, you know, there right. was when black people were trying to move in different neighborhoods of Chicago for years, there was housing discrimination. So this doesn't surprise me. The city was built on segregation, which, you know, if you're built on segregation and discrimination, charging more for water is like kind of par for the course. And it's not right, but it's definitely something you need to think about. People need to stand up and then voice their opinions about because uh, people in the United States, people of color specifically, are not being treated the way we're supposed to be. And you know, considering that we pay taxes, excuse me, Lord knows I pay a lot of them. And considering yeah. you don't, we're not getting equal treatment for everything, and then you get people who get pissed off about the anthem and everything else. But we'll move on to, we'll get on to that point later, man. But right. speaking of Chicago. I mean, but honestly, man, it, it, it makes you, it makes you want to think about or, or look into, you know, what what else is going on? You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. you, you and is those it, of us that are in the African-Americans, you know, yeah, is it, is it all utilities? Is it, you know, just, you know, places of, of business, you know, or is it, you know, something as simple as McDonald's, you know, is it all the same menu or the same prices or is it, you know, 10, 15 cents higher, 8 cents higher in those communities or not? You know what I mean? Like you start to think and I hate to think like that and I hate to think that those things are going on, but I know the reality because uh, I see it. I see it happening in various places, you know, even here in Indianapolis where we are. So uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but I definitely want and hope that, that this type of thing starts to get a little bit more traction so that, um that there's an equal playing field for for everyone. You know what I'm saying? If it, if water is water, air is air, bread is bread. We we shouldn't be um, we shouldn't have to uh, overextend ourselves for for something of that nature. Something that I can just drive to. You know, I, I would have to spend gas to drive across town for those individuals in Chicago. Spend gas to drive across town to you know reap the benefits of something cheaper. You know, that's that's just not right. So we're built on uh, in the words of a certain individual. Uh, making America great again. Let's make America fair. Let's let's make let's make America even across the board in whatever it is. Never going to be, but certain things like this, it's the things that are that are controllable. You know, maybe we can we can try to do a little bit better. Oh yeah, so it's definitely something, man, that we keep definitely want to keep an eye on, and I'm sure there'll be more reports to come out about that. But since we're sure. talking about Chicago, this is a perfect segue. Man, did you see the the, the Rolling Stone article about R. Kelly? I only saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. So I read it. So for those, you know, who don't know, the article's about R. Kelly and with a woman, which is not surprising, but the surprising thing for me was this was an adult. And I'll talk about my whole R. Kelly experiences after I finish. But sure. so, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the article talks about the woman she met R. Kelly and talks about it's really graphic about some of the sexual stuff that he was getting down with. Yeah, my man is beyond a freak. My man needs some help. But she alleged that he abused her physically and mentally 
somebody beat her up because he asked, she asked a question about the young girls and what else did she allege? And we say alleged because we don't want to get sued. And he, you know, it's just, it's just reports her, like, right now anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some participating, like, group sex that she didn't want to do, and she gave up her career to live with R. Kelly. It was just shocking to me, not that he would do this, but because of a grown woman. Usually you hear about young girls who go into R. Kelly. They don't have as much life experience. But it's like a grown woman. I believe she was like a DJ in Dallas. So now okay. she's speaking out about it. So, and then the article, she alleged that he tried to have her sign like a, what is that, a woman's document that basically she couldn't tell her story to anybody, but she didn't do it. So it was crazy that she was asking her friends for a burner phone because R. Kelly wouldn't allow her to call people. It was just like a very, like, cult, like, like she was like a black Jim Jones, and I'm not even being funny, but the trip out thing is like R. Kelly is like standard illiterate. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I'm like, look, that man can struggle to read. I mean, he's very gifted, but he struggles to read. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was it was shocking and sad, but it's just like, I wasn't expecting this from a grown woman. And I'm not victim shame. Please, I'm not doing it. But I really wasn't right. expecting him. I, you know, you never hear about grown women. I mean, I know he was he had married before. So a woman, you know, I don't know how old the woman was, but, you know, she was not like the child or teenager that he's usually with. But I don't I don't know, man. Like, I had been rocking, really rocking R. Kelly for a while. And I was like an R. Kelly stand. You know what I mean? For the do music. you think this? Get up and, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that? Now, I, I don't get down. You you know how I feel about uh, domestic abuse and, and putting their hands on women. So I'm, I'm not even talking about that. But where do you think that in, in some of this where individuals, where do you draw the line as far as, um, like you said, some of the explicit things that were talked about sexually or whatnot? Where do you draw the line or the people in relationships draw the line? And maybe our listeners, they, you know, maybe we can run a poll or you guys can write in to us. But where does it? Where do you draw the line as to you know these are just things that I'm into sexually and and if we're both consenting adults and that's okay as opposed to you know this guy's just out of hand or you know this chick this this woman is just out of hand and you know what they want to do and and acceptable. Do you think that there's like a is that just a conversation or do you think that there's a like a distinct line that should be drawn you know between consenting adults in, in, in their private lives? What do you think? I think between in this article, I'm just basing off of this article. We can we can jump right right. To it. it would seem to be like from what she alleges that they met, they hooked up, and they were she thought they were kind of solo. But then he told her that uh, I had other women. And then he and then the article she said that excuse my language that he had brought a young girl in. I, I assume she was of age. And I trained this mm-hmm. bitch. Number oh, one, okay. like what? And then she was talking about all like this basically like it was like a second boot camp, like, even when they were, like, having sex, he was, she said that uh, when they were having sex, he was, like, like military style, like, telling how and what to do, how he wanted it, and everything else. It was, like, very weird and kinky. But back to your point, I think when it comes to that point, I think folks have had to have a, have a conversation. I know we kind of spoke on it last week about the whole Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade thing where, where married people doing the right. bedroom or whatever. Right, yeah, right. I'm not here, and I'm not being funny. I'm not here to, like, Kink shame anybody because there's some stuff that right. folks is like that I might not be into or or vice versa you know whatever your whatever your thing is but in this article it was, it was sad man it's like dog I'm so, I'm really surprised honestly no one has killed him and I, I mean I know he has a lot of security and he's, he's rich and you know he, he you know he has these these resources but 
saying if this stuff is true, and I'm I'm saying alleged because, like I said, we're always gonna say alleged because we weren't there and we're not risking, we're not gonna get sued over it. So you know, we are Kelly will bring the lawyers out. But man, it, it's crazy, <laughs> man. So just reading that article and just hearing a man beat on a woman, and then she said he would go back to being nice, and you giving up your career for R. Kelly, and she worked in the music industry also, so. That was, you know, not blaming, not big for blaming, but it was just very interesting to read. Interesting and sad of all the stuff. Like, they weren't allowed to talk to none of his male. Like, say, for instance, you and R. Kelly's man, you weren't allowed to, like, the women weren't allowed to speak to you. And he would use, like, hunger, allegedly, as, like, you know, not feeding them, as a way to, like, you know, control them. It's man. crazy. So, I mean, well, if you people get a chance, That's read that Rolling Stone article on R. Kelly. Because this is a different twist because he's actually talking about an adult. So, yeah. you know, like I, I said, going back to it, I'm kind of giving up on R. Kelly, man. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I, I always try to separate individuals, um, you know, their talent or their craft from their personal lives. You know, I, you know, I try to separate that. But there does come a point in time where it's just like, man, like I – I don't know how much more I can support just based off of your actions. I know that you're a talented individual, but your, your actions are saying something that, that is just that don't agree with my integrity, um, how I carry myself, and, and sometimes I, I just can't align myself with that. So it, it's, it's definitely food for thought. But, you know, all, all those individuals in that situation, you know, the, 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 the young lady, you know, uh, Mr. Kelly himself, everyone involved, you know, I, I hope that, um, truth comes to light. I hope that each individual finds peace, um, and and that you know they, if there's any help that anybody needs, they can seek that help and get it and kind of turn things around. Because um, from the article, it sounds like it's definitely um, uh, not a bad uh, a bad situation. Yeah. So yeah. So speaking of I mean, that, I mean we uh, go. I mean, I'm like, well, I stay, guess for me, stay in the music industry. Yeah, we'll stay in the music industry, man. So. uh and we 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 had this topic last week, you know, but we didn't get to it. But uh, both I talked about Michelle Williams and Destiny Child. Yeah, man. So uh, there was an article, um, and I forgot where it was, um, but you all can see it all over social media. It was on Twitter, it was on Instagram, it was on Tumblr. Um, uh, but Michelle Williams uh, from from Destiny's Child um, opened up about her battles with depression, um, and even uh, gave the father that she has some suicidal thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and it was it was just one of those scenarios where you know you kind of look at I mean she she talked about uh, herself just struggling with um, how famous they had got struggled with you know her her spirituality and um, balancing that struggled with you know after the group kind of disbanded everyone was doing their things how she kind of struggled with you know. Um, still wanting to do music and then going into gospel music, but still having to deal with fame and dealing with some of the backlashes, you know, as a lot of trolls and uh, mean-spirited people, you know, would always say, oh, she's the, the quote-unquote weak member of Destiny's Child, and, you know, just the mean things that people say. So um, she said that she dealt with, you know, all of those things and became depressed at times and um, had suicidal thoughts and things of that nature. So it's just one of those things that, um, I think that in the African-American community, for sure, um, but overall, it, it, uh, mental health is, is nothing to play with. Um, there's different forms of it, um, different variations of it, different severities of it, um, and we need, to be under, we need to be able to understand that and, and you know, treat it as such. 
Um, but it's, it was it was eye opening. I had a few conversations with some folks about it, and, and you know, some people take the stance of you know, you know, you're you're a millionaire, you're super rich, and you know, international superstar, and so forth and so on. You know, what can, what could you be depressed about? You have, you know, money and the ability to do whatever. And I think that some people kind of get mixed up because you know those things. While those things may be true, you know, these individuals have that added pressure that added pressure of being just that, you know, international superstars. Everyone is always all over what you do and what you say and things of that nature. But at the same time, um, as, as uh, Ms. Williams stated too, that money never was like a big thing for her. And and I definitely relate to that. Like I, I always say, and um, you guys will see on my social media posts and things of that nature, like the life is beyond money. You know, don't, don't put your, don't put your worth or your value or your happiness into material things or a house or a car or shoes or whatever, or, or physical money. Like there's so much more to life. And I think that, that, that people get caught up in that, you know, yes, we need money to pay our bills or to eat things of that nature. I'm not saying that money is worthless, but um, to the point where you constantly see people talking about, Oh, I'm hustling or you see, you know, individuals, you know, talk about if if he ain't about money or he ain't got his money or he's not paying me, you know, or paying for this, you know, he ain't worth nothing or whatever. Like, it's just one of those things that that I, I think is cyclical. But to to, to get back to Mr. Uh, Miss Williams, you know, I definitely um, respect her for coming out, opening up about those things. It's very private, um, but I think that that's part of her her uh, healing herself and continuing to heal. Uh, so I definitely respect her and, and give her major props for having the courage to do so. But um, definitely want to bring the, you know, bring that to light. A lot of individuals uh, that we may know or be around, heck, maybe even ourselves at certain times, you know, suffer from um, forms of depression or something of that nature. So um, definitely, um, you know, sit back and reflect and try to understand what's most important to you, you know, keep yourself driven and that sort of thing. And, um yeah, you know, Mike, we're, 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 I'll let you chime in. I kind of went on a little rant there. No, you're good. I mean, I think it's the same thing. I mean, I think it's easy to look at somebody from the outside looking in, and because but pain is pain. I mean, right. I'll be honest, I've been there. You know, not maybe right. to some of her extent, but then 2017 has been rough. <laughs> but you know, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's I, point, I think we, I think we've all like you kind of hit that point of like it's rock bottom, hurting. But, you know, you just you, it's the blessing to have, you know, for me, I can lay it on my faith, my family, my friends, to have, you know, people to have my back. But, you know, it's, it's it's hard. I mean, life is hard. Life is hard. It's cold. You don't know really what's going on with somebody. And, you know, you just, I mean, like I, I applaud her for stepping out and saying that because it's easy just to, I mean, I was in church the other day. I'm not going to get all preachy, but he talked to a pastor, right. a guest pastor, we in the revival. He talked about the mask that we wear, the hide, all this type of stuff. Right. Me, and it's real because I use this mask a lot. The things that bother me and people at work like, well, Mike, you know, how are you so calm? What, what else does it like you're bothered by anything? I've had people at co say that to me all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm fine. I mean, first of all, I would never give them the satisfaction knowing what was bothering me because I feel like I kind of always have my budget. You know, it's just kind of how I deal with people in that setting. But, you know, it's just hard wearing that mask all of the time dealing with stuff. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Hell, I'm not going to lie. I got frustrated that my mic wouldn't work. It's on the floor now because I threw it. Because, <laughs> you know, I was frustrated. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, this is something that she's dealing with. And, you know, we pray for the sister that, you know, she continues to, to grow and heal and, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with like seeing like somebody who's a, a therapist. You know, nothing right, wrong no with that at all. Doesn't you know if they're I believe God brings in healers and brings the people who can help you and help you with your deliverance and not to be all super church with people, but I definitely think that we can uh you can use those people. You know, that's what they've been put on here for to help and use use your resources. I mean, I'm gonna give you a, a, a won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Benny Hinn, man. You know, Benny Hinn used to smack the hell out of people with that jacket. <laughs> so, you know, Benny's out there getting it, man. So, yeah, man. But uh, definitely, man. man. So, stick with somebody else who's dealing with some uh, mental health issues or some some issues, and that would be Tyrese. Now, Tyrese yeah, has been in the media lately. Been going with it with uh, The Rock over the Fast and Furious 9. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest, I haven't seen the last probably six Fast and Furious. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> one. I was like, this is not my thing. You know, two were driving Man, last one I, last one I on. seen was Tokyo oh, Drift, man. Oh, The last oh, one I Bow seen wow? was Tokyo Drift with Bow Wow in it, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's a situation, yeah. bro. Just I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I just, that's just not my thing. But, yeah, man, so... I know Tyrese has been going through it with his ex-wife. Uh, I know he lost custody of his daughter. So I know I read today that he, like, flew a banner over his daughter's school. I think they had, like, a no-contact order. He's been sending gifts and stuff to the school. And on social media saying that, uh, he's saying that daddy loves you and we're going to laugh yeah. about this and hashtag and everything else like that. But today, Adam was unaware of that. I guess he was, like, taking his, like, he fell out or something like that. Like, yeah, that's thing. Yeah, I was going to say, he was feeling some chest pains and some pains in his arm or, you know, something like that. But basically along the lines of, you know, potential heart attack symptoms is, is kind of how it was described, um, which is something that, that those of us in the healthcare field take extremely seriously. Um, but to me, it kind of sounds like, and, and by no means am I minimizing anything that is going on with that man's health, because I do not know. Um, but it sounds like he kind of got overwhelmed a little bit and may have had an anxiety attack. Um, you know, shortness of breath and that sort of thing. But, again, I don't know. Very well could be something serious. Um, I don't know if he's been released or not or whatnot. But um, definitely want to send prayers to that brother. You know, I always want to see people in good health now and, and that sort of thing. Never want to see something like that happen to a, a young, talented brother. But at the same time, I kind of take the stance of, you know, I, I understand how he feels, like being a father, Um you know, whatever the, the dynamics of the restraining order or no contact order, whatever that is, like, you have to respect that. But I understand being a father and, and you don't want to be out of your child's life or you want that child to continue to know that you care for them or, or love them or, you know, you're not going to let all of these different things kind of get in the way. Um, I understand that. Um, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like that the XY, I don't know the dynamics. So I don't know what he's done to have these things, you know, this restraining order. There have been alle- allegedly uh, reports that, you know, he kind of got hands-on or was very intimidating or uh, something of that nature. But, again, I don't know what precipitated all this stuff. But when it comes to be a little bit um, just kind of how the ex-wife has been acting, uh, in my opinion, kind of seems uh, like she's a little bit in her feelings and she's using the kid um, against him or, you know, to get back at him or whatever. I know that he's moved on and, you know, married again and things of that nature. So it kind of seems like there's a level of petty, but at the same time, I don't want to minimize anything that has gone on in their personal lives because I don't know what haven't been there. But um, I definitely 
um, in my opinion, think that it's wrong to kind of, you know, use kids to get at either party, you know, be it male or female, mother against father, father against mother, whatever. Uh, the children are, no matter how old, the children are innocent in that situation, y'all, y'all's relationship. Um, and I, I think I just kind of have a thing for, you know, for, for, for dads, you know, you allow them to be there. You know what I mean? Allow them to give them an opportunity to, even if things didn't work out between you and, the, the you know, your, your partner, both, both parents should be able to say, okay, look, for the kids, you know, I'm not going to try to use them or keep you from them or anything like that, either, from either direction. And I know social media has been chiming in about that a lot, too. Um, people have been giving their perspective. But I don't know. For me, man, it's just one of those things like, you know, let, let, let it be. You know what I mean? If y'all have issues, y'all resolve those things. Um, if he's done something, again, I don't know. But if he's done something to the child or to make them seem, you know, make him seem unfit, to be around or have contact with the little girl, then yes, let's take, you know, precautions to keep the child safe. But I just don't know. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way, man. But hopefully, hopefully it all gets worked out um, at minimum for the, for the betterment of the, of the, of the little girl, man, because uh, she needs two loving parents to, to make it in this tough world. And, and I, and I think that the only way that she's going to uh, be able to heal in herself is that, that these two adults get their stuff worked out. Yeah, kind of just like second what Bowtie said. I mean, we don't know. Uh, Tyrese is problematic. I mean, he's very talented. He can sing. He, he has said some stuff over the years on social media that, that kind of make me doubt his intelligence. But, uh, yeah. you know, definitely pray for the yeah. brother. You know, hopefully they, they can get I know I just read today that he they said the judge said he can sit back and do his daughter for, I think, six hours at a time as long as there's a court-appointed person there with him. So hopefully this is the first step. And uh, this is something I, I mean, I wish – I want to bring up, and we're just pushing past Tyrese. And NPR reported that uh, there were published report that majority of white Americans say they they face much discrimination in the world today. Yeah, so I read I that. Reading, I was reading. I was reading this, and you know, the first time I read, I read it from Monty Jones, and he, I mean, I think was really smart. And he always had some biting commentary, so he made kind of oh, yeah. like he made something like, "What do you say?" The soul. He said, "What is it? The soul train line, the basketball team, rap." It's being funny because yeah, you know, it's, something like it's that. It's kind of funny to say a majority of people who uh, face discrimination, and I'm saying like people don't face discrimination. I'm not saying that at all, but just saying there's a majority. I don't think so because I was right. having a, having a, a conversation at work where they were talking. I didn't know I was I was in there, and it was they said that uh, they said there's no such thing as uh as discrimination, and you know basically that you know we're all even, we all start at the same place, so. It's our fault, and they just say race. They just say R that people aren't successful, and I'm like, well, my always my thing is if you hit a if you hit a if you're on third base but you and you didn't hit a triple, or if you were if privilege puts you on second base, you just had to walk to the next base. That that's kind of this that's the whole point of privilege and discrimination because you don't have to face some of the things that both I have to I have to I face so. I don't know, both sides. Kind of was chiming. Have you anything on that, or do you want to keep it pushing to our sitting on the foot? No, you know, my, my thing is I, I think that there, discrimination and, and racism can go in either way, you know, against, you know, against blacks, against whites, um, against, you know, religion or, or sexual orientation or whatever the case may be. I think, I think it exists and it can go in any direction. Um, but to say that majority of whites – uh, are being discriminated against. Um, I I just don't see it. That's my opinion. Um, I think there's, I think that there could be some. Yes, I, I definitely think that. But the majority, 
I just don't get down with that. Um, there's there's too many uh, opportunities, um, as Mike J and I will touch on in sports, and that you all know about in sports or um, in the in the uh, entertainment industry or those industries that are there are places that are, are well exposed and well documented. And that's not even that's just the surface. You know, everyday folks like all of us face it on a regular basis is just not as out there. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree with the majority, but I do agree that it, there could be some there. But, you know, hey, hopefully we can get to a point where some of that stuff, is, is it, it becomes less and less for everyone. But I know I know we're going to uh, get to get to Mike, one, one of Mike J's uh, favorite pastimes, and we're going to talk about those that need to indulge in the uh, Twizzler, so to speak. So, so Mike, right. go ahead and take that away. All right, so the first person, so speaking of white male privilege, which is kind of going off the NCR report, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly just settled a $32 million sexual harassment. Now, you know, for over the last think, two years, Fox has settled upwards of almost $100 million in sexual $100 million, they say. Yeah. For, for, men, for men against women. And so, you know, that's. Bill O'Reilly, he's just been a long-time person to sit on the Twitter. He's somebody who uses uh, the race, race uh, discrimination and, you know, just making problematic comments to build himself to be a millionaire. But he can go ahead and sit on a Twizzler. Bill O'Reilly, I've been wanting Bill O'Reilly to choke on a Twizzler for a long time, but God has not called him <laughs> home yet. But I am hoping that, you know, I'm hoping that he's on the speed dial and he's coming. Maybe he's going to FaceTime him real soon. So, Bill O'Reilly can go ahead and meet his Grim Reaper, which I hope is a good black man, and tell him to sit on the Twitter while he goes for fire pitch of hell. Mike has sent the Bill O'Reilly to the upper room already. <laughs> he ain't going for the upper room because in the upper room, there's going to be some black people in there. You don't want to be around that. So, uh, you know, man, I, I just, Bill O'Reilly, man, he's just problematic, man. It, it's, it's it's sad. But, uh, you know, Fox News, uh, has anybody seen Fox News, the segment? Talking about inexpensive yeah, costumes for kids. And they had yeah, man, that was terrible. As a, a watermelon. Watermelon. And both sides, you had kids. So, and if your son was dressed up as a watermelon, what would you do? Somebody, if I seen this this uh, segment, and I seen all these kids in these different costumes, and they're parade, I mean, they're parading them around the screen, and you know, talking about inexpensive costumes in our economy, so forth and so on. And then they put my black kid in a watermelon. Oh, there's going to be a very if they they want to treat my they want to treat me real ethnic and stereotypical. I'm gonna act real ethnic and stereotypical. You're not gonna put my kid in a damn watermelon and put him on national dag on TV. That's just not gonna happen. They knew what they were doing. This wasn't insensitive. This wasn't a lapse in judgment. No, y'all knew what y'all were doing, and that's some bullshit. So uh, the whole Fox News crew. Everybody, I forgot what the name of the show was, but I, I'll, I'll I'll tweet it out to you guys. I, Put it on the bro man this podcast, but so y'all can see it for yourself. Um, but y'all can all sit on the Twizzler because y'all knew what y'all were doing, and that's jacked up. And you are not, you should not exploit our our dag on black children. They have it hard enough out here. All right, I mean the last one of the day, Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka used to be a White House uh, <laughs> advisor to, to to Trump. That guy. He was, he was sitting there. He was, he was sitting there. He was uh, it was been interviewed. And he said the problem is, you know, it's not like weapons and guns. And he said he brought up the uh, the bombs that happened in the Boston Marathon a few years ago. He said the problem is you look at Democratic-ran cities, and I'm uh, it's over the last 40 years. Paraphrase. Black men are murdered. 
Now, we're paraphrasing. Black men are murdering each other over by the bushel. But I'm yeah, like, man. <laughs> the what is your humanity? And these are the same people who want to get super churchy and super Anglo-Saxon Christian-like. And I'm a Christian, but dang, y'all. You can't use it to try to have your doctrine and go, yeah, I'm just saying, it's, it's crazy, man. So, uh, you know, definitely Sebastian Gorka, he's on, uh, and it's, it's crazy because he, he's on the Sinclair on station. Check your local, uh, who owns local TV station. Sinclair owns a lot of TV stations. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to be the stay woke black dude all the time, but I do read a lot. So definitely want to yeah, inform folks both. who don't know. So definitely the Sebastian Gorka, he can sit on. I said, well, this is what I would like to do. Well, you know how you get the full and filled quiz and you open up that pack, and I don't even like Twizzlers. I hate them. I think they're disgusting. You get that pull I mean, Twizzlers are amazing. And you pull and pull it out, and he's like, man, let me get a pull and fill. Let me get a pull and fill. And then he kind of, I want him to, like, wrap this pull and fill Twizzler around the throat with Bill O'Reilly. You know how I'm a rodent? <laughs> you, uh, you watch the commercial, you watch the cartoons with the kids, the Roadrunner, and Wiley Coyote, man. and you know, fall off the cliff. You take that pull and pill, you wrap it around his throat a few times, and he can jump off the cliff and he's dangled there. That's how I feel about Sebastian Gorka, Fox News, Bill O'Reilly, and as an MSM crew, and, you know, quote Tupac. So uh, we're going to move on from those folks sitting on the cliff. <laughs> My guy, he's got, got, got some aggression out there. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? It pitches it, it, it you off after a while. But anybody else, if you have people who uh, you feel like they should sit on the Twitter, send us an email at grownmanishpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at grownmanishpod. Send us on Instagram, grownmanishpodcast. And we will consider giving that person to sit on the Twitter. Exactly. You can always hit Bowtie Fresh up on Twitter, too, at, oh, at, yeah. uh, at, at Fresh underscore Bowtie. I'll take I'll take oh, the personal ones too. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Anything for the listeners. Oh, definitely. If y'all want to ever sit back and shoot some hot flames and uh, about people you don't like, we'll change the name. We'll read them. We'll, uh, we'll you know, say we'll flush them out on here too. I am not above like slander right. the man or slamming somebody to be funny. For those who know me, I consider myself a top a top chef dude to flame somebody. You know, I I can't really repeat some of the stuff I have said over the years to people. But, you know, if you ever see me, when we were still having our outings, or, you know, we having beers and all that type of stuff, you ask, and I would tell you some of the main things I've said to people. In response, that would, start stuff that like would be ginger ale for Bowtie Fresh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's funny I'm drinking ginger ale right now. But, uh, hey, man, you see it's <laughs> white flame. Our listeners don't know that I don't drink, so I don't drink, y'all. So I, I, I'm, I'm always that guy since I don't drink. Oh, uh, yeah, I know he's that guy. Lame. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback roster, the, the the quarterback coach, 
none of them are collectively have the same amount. They have the talent that Colin Kaepernick does. Yet Colin Kaepernick has not been signed or offered any contract. He could go in to the to the uh, Dolphins organization right now, and with the weapons that that the Dolphins have with um, Devontae Parker and and and, and uh, uh, Landry and. and, and yeah, yeah, Jarvis Landry. I mean, the, the they, they've got some talented guys. Colin Kaepernick can go in there and win them some games. Yet we're signing guys that literally were just working at Verizon cell phone kiosks like two days ago. I digress, yeah, man. but hey, keep. I'm just as as you guys all saw on our Instagram, Mike J and I, we kneel with Colin Kaepernick. That's how that's how we're gonna leave it. Uh, Mike J, I, I know you saw your boy uh, from the from the Big Baller brand, Lavar Ball, man. Oh, yeah, man. I've seen LeVar, man. LeVar is a prophet, y'all. And I'm being very funny. I prophet this guy. I mean, he just said it didn't happen. <laughs> so, you know, LeVar got on there talking about, Lions are going to lose the same game in week. And they played, you know, the Wizards. So, you know, John Wall was like, yo, I'm going to torture him. Yo, you know, Lonzo went in there, put up something. You know, he didn't put up big numbers. I mean, I've seen, he you know, he, John Wall. I think he had a double-double, though. Yeah, I think he had like 10 points and 9 assists or something like that. A couple steals. Yeah, he had, but, he had like 11, man, he 11, 11 points, 10 boards, 9 assists. Yeah, he didn't so score he, a lot, but in an overall game. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, man. He opens up the court because he's such a good passer. And, and guys are exactly. moving to, you know, maybe run extra hard on the fast break because he's going to find you. Some people have an innate vision for passing, you know, and a lot of people doesn't say too much anything. But, but I guess if his daddy going to talk it, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I, the people. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just think he's just yeah, a not, dad. Not to harp on it. I was gonna say not to harp on it, but I think that people give Lonzo. They expect Lonzo to be John Wall or be Russell Westbrook or be Kyrie Irving. That's not Lonzo Ball's game. Lonzo Ball's a, a he, he's a, he's more of a pure point. You know what I'm saying? He's about getting folks yeah. involved. He's about getting you know managing the shot clock, getting individuals in the spot they need to be in. So those who really know basketball will appreciate Lonzo Ball's game, but. Moving on, Mike. I know. I know you had some comments about folks uh, playing against it from the NBA. Folks playing against their old teams. I'll let you break that down, man. Oh man. So you know, this week, man, it was interesting. Paul George. You know, I'm, I'm a Pacers fan, and Paul George he played the Pacers on I think Wednesday. It went Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, Wednesday. you know, he didn't have a good game. He had ten points, and he fouled out. And you know, perversely, Victor Oladipo went back to Oklahoma City. He had thirty five. Was killing him, man. They ain't losing the game. Yeah, but- I think they had they played a back to back and they didn't have Miles Turner. But you know one thing I've noticed about Paul George since he's been gone, and this and maybe I'm a hater, but yo, do you notice that my dad on my man's hair hairline like covers his head like a hoodie? Like yo, man, his hair his hairline is like yo, you need to check it out. It don't just stop at the forehead like most folks. It goes like to his eyebrows. And maybe I was gonna I'm say that the brown because you know, yeah, man, I'm slandering because I'm 35 now. And I and I'm looking at my hair. I keep my hair cut every week. It's always low. I, I, I text my mom. I said, "Damn, I got to get get a haircut. I'm gonna put here looking like Maurice White. You know what I'm saying? East Coast, West Coast, uh, <laughs> and, and the ocean between. So I start looking at Paul George. I'm like, well, damn, my hairline used to be tight. You know what I'm saying? And, and rich and dark and everything and full. And this dude got a crooked nose <laughs> and his damn hairline to go. The hairline to go all the way down to his damn eyebrows. And you know, and he want to leave that town, man. So I felt so type of way. Then, you, you ain't out there Beijing. You, you ain't Beijing in the hairline, are you? 
Nah, I ain't Beijing. Hey, man. I couldn't Beijing. I, I ain't Carlos Boozer, man. I couldn't even put the Beijing on. Number one, I had brown hair. So if I came with some jet black Beijing, uh, I'd, be like I'd be in there looking like the, uh, what, what, the, uh, what they call the eight ball and pool. I ain't no damn. All right. Now, I can't, I can, be, I can Beijing with brown hair. I mean, I'm looking crazy. I don't even, I don't even put the, I don't even put the dye on my beard. I just, you know, try to, you know, I just, I sit back and yank my braids out. But man, you know, the Boogie Cousins went back to Sacramento. Man, shout out to our folks in Sacramento because Cali's actually the second, uh, yeah, no doubt, biggest, second biggest market. So, yep. no doubt, uh, shout out to Cali. Cousins came back and put put forty one and thirteen on the Kings, man. So you know, Boogie was giving them boys buckets. So you there know, you man, was, cool. Man. He came back. I know he did Boogie a lot of stuff pissed. in the community. They gave him a nice little video. But uh, yeah, man. So I definitely wanted to bring that up, man. So. I'm always about folks seeing great basketball. I'm seeing folks come back and get buckets. So I'm glad CG didn't like the Pacers up. So I would have been pissed off, man. You got the hairline coming down to your damn eyebrows. Ain't you like this stuff? And you didn't want to be here. But you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's all good, though, man. But uh, we're just going to keep it pushing, man, because I definitely I know folks want to – I definitely want to get to our big thing. So, uh, I mean, we kind of skipped around the NBA. But uh, for those who didn't know, uh, Bob McNair, the owner of the Houston, Texas, he uh, made some comments today that says we we can't let the inmates run the prison. He was talking about uh, as far as NFL players kneeling during the national anthem. Now, this goes back to a conversation that's been going on for a while. You know, for people kneeling for police brutality, and that the narrative seems to change. So, uh, I see both tie. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Bob and Mary talking about the inmates? You know, can't run. They can't run the prison. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to go on too big of a tangent. Uh, Bob McNair, you you can sit on the whole pack, the jumbo size, Sam's Club, Costco pack of Twizzlers. That's what you can do. Piss on you, Bob McNair. And shout out to shout out to Nuck Hopkins, but uh, or DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah. known as Nuck. Everybody who watched, uh, he he walked out of uh, 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 Texans practice. Uh, Nuck is our Nuke Nuck. I can't remember how they want to pronounce it. Anyway, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, probably arguably top five, top ten wide receivers in the league right now. You know, great, great talent. So for someone that is a that is a mainstay, a face of the organization, only other person bigger than than, than uh, DeAndre on that team is JJ Watt. And I'm not even gonna get into that. But uh, shout yeah. out to shout out to, to DeAndre Hopkins for uh, walking out and saying, you know what, I, this this is some bullshit. I don't care if you pay me or not. You're not gonna refer to me as an inmate. And he has every right to be, feel pissed off. But shout out to him for being uh, such a top tier talent and taking his taking uh, taking the stance that he did. Piss on you, Bob McNair. And also in that article, it's on ESPN that talks about the owners and the players they met with Lone Roger Goodell. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys cut Demontre Moore. Demontre Moore plays yeah, they did. Played for like, the Giants. Now he processed it and he. You know, they said they cut him for football reasons, not for the protest. But also, David Irvin, who just came back off of suspension, I'm not sure if it was drugs or PEDs, but he was suspended. He pro he put his mm-hmm. fist in there. He didn't get suspended. So I know David Irvin plays tackle, and I know Demontre Moore plays in. So we don't have any proof that it was over. You know, that was right. that was over with that. But you know, if it, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you can you know really quantify that. But it'd be different if it was an elite player like. Uh, if it was a league player like uh, Ezekiel Elliott or, or Dez or something like that, then I think Dak. he really could see what he would, would do with that. 
Yeah, you know, with Dak is different. He's a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Dak is also, you know, on another note, he might need to come home soon along with me so that hairline struggle because he's trying to brush his forward <laughs> and have one away. But it's, it's coming, man. And I think I'm looking in the mirror today. I might be on the come home all-star sooner than I thought, man. I'm still holding on to good fight, but I can't be looking like Maurice White up in this piece, man. I, I didn't even have my head in shame today. Hey, man, Dak, Dak Prescott and Darren Williams, they got the straight hair fade, man. They they out here shutting the game down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, shoulders, speaking of that, man, you know, this, you know, you come straight hair fade, man. You light skin back in the day, pal. Especially in that town, you was in. You was in, man. You, you, <laughs> had, you, had, you, had, to write, you had to write it down, man. But, uh, but old Albie Shorak. Hey, I know, right? But, like, skipping past that, man, the World Series is on. I think my game three is on now. I know both times we pick, had our picks. He picked the Astros. I picked the Dodgers. So the series decided one one, and game three is tonight in H Town. So H Town, yeah. We we'll definitely update you on on that. So uh, let's move on, man, to uh, our topic. Yeah, man. So number one, uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to uh, Denise Huxable. Y'all, y'all, she chimed in on. Um, our our modern black man episode. She's she's uh, been an individual that has uh, chimed in and gave her her opinion on a few things. Uh, so definitely a big shout out to her for bringing this topic up. Number one, giving us the opportunity to speak to about it. Number two, she provided feedback where she opened the door. Man, we got a ton of listener letters. A variety of folks wanted to talk about this um, topic. So um, the topic that that, that uh, or how it arose. It was a great listener letter. She, uh, uh, Denise Hustle asked for you know our point of view, but try to get the point of view for uh, or from some of our from you guys, our other listeners. Um, and the the question was, <clears throat> excuse me, are women intimidated by a successful black man? Now, uh, you can we've got listener letters that take it from every angle, um, from you know, from, from being a, rom- a romantic point of view to a professional point of view to um, it not being, you know, a lot of individuals, you know, talked about from the women of color. So uh, we've got women, we listen to letters from women um, that are not women of color. Um, we actually, we, we did get a uh, listener letter from uh, a member of our LGBTQ community. Uh, so thanks for, for showing that support and providing uh, that uh, that feedback at that point of view uh, on, on the on the uh, question. So, um, and definitely a big shout out. You, you know, Mike J and I, we we support equality for the LGBT community as well. So, you know, um, definitely appreciate the love for, from everybody. So, um, keep that question in mind. I'm going to read uh, Denise Huxtable's response and uh, her listener letter, um, and then uh, Mike J and I. We'll, we'll read a few, and then we'll chime in. So I'll, I'll read Denise Huxtables and maybe another one, and then Mike J and I'll chime in, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. We want to give you guys the shine um, and then give you our perspective as well. So keep in mind, the question is, are women intimidated by a successful black man? So here's Denise Huxtable's thoughts. And I, and I am going to read every single listener letter verbatim. No matter how you wrote it, typed it, you know, grammatically, whatever. I'm reading it verbatim because I want to give you give you guys the credit. So, uh, Denise Huxtable wrote, "I think success in others can be intimidating overall, but I think it is more typical for a man to be intimidated by the success of a black woman, as opposed to the reverse. In a stereotypical sense, you can say that black women are pursuing 
excuse me, pursuing successful black men every day. Whether that be the doctor, lawyer, engineer, or businessman, it is assumed that these men will all be good providers and take care of their family. I don't think that successful black women are generally viewed this way. It takes confidence on both sides, male or female, to not be intimidated by someone more successful than oneself. That is not specific to one gender. So, again, thank you, Denise Huxtable, for that. Uh, Mike, uh, quick quick chime in. How do you, how, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think that there's a lot of men, especially black men, who are intimidated by a strong black woman who's working and handling her business because, you know, we're taught as men to be the provider. And if you aren't stepping up to the plate, then, you know, I can definitely see why you intimidated. Uh, I don't – I barely – I mean, it's just been interesting because we have some interesting listening letters that give a different perspective towards this. So I'm sure. going to let, you know, you know, let the letters go and then maybe just give a wrap-up afterwards. That way sure, we can really see the full shot of the letter. So, yeah, so I'm going to read the next one, if that's cool with you. And yeah, this is, uh, and this is from this is from Happy Life. Okay, I am not intimidated by successful men. I think it's very attractive when a man has realistic goals and ambitions and takes the necessary steps to bring those goals to fruition. One thing attracted me to my husband was that, of course, he's clean cut and handsome. Uh oh, got a Blair Underwood type brother. <laughs> but then he also had a nice educational <laughs> background and worked in a professional environment. He also had an ambition about himself and wanted to succeed in everything he did. He feels that the environment he's in isn't helping him to advance him, make changes, and reposition himself in an environment that will help him see the fruits of his labor. And he still lives by those standards today. So, again, I'm not intimidated by a successful man, but I don't think it's unattractive when a man allows his career and credentials to define him, thus portraying an arrogant attitude. So while success is a bonus, I more so value a faithful husband who plays an active role model and father to our child, most of all those before. Hallelujah. Yeah, you're going to make me want to start shouting up on this thing. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Won't he do it? That's a happy wife. <laughs> Won't he do it? All the time. Right. All the time. Right. going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Up in Look here, up in here. When both time now, we were uh, teenagers, we had a pass. Of, you know, we were in that DMX song came out. You know, party up. And it was it was tight like the first two times. Then it was like the go to line. It was like, I oh, lost the luster. But uh Right. <laughs> definitely, man. He so used it every time. Thoughts about the letter some letter from Happy Wife. Hey man, I, I I think she was spot on, but you know, well, I I'll I'll save all of my responses for the end. I'm gonna try to chime in on a little bit of everything. So the next listener letter is from Black Butterfly. Black uh-huh. Butterfly right. Is this Denise Williams? Is this Denise Williams? Black Butterfly writes, sadly, intimidated in quotes, is not the word I would use. As a 40-something professional woman, I'd actually use disappointed by the successful single, use disappointed by the successful single black man. However, I'm sure that my response to him could, all caps, could be interpreted as intimidated since it is basically the same reaction. Hesitancy to deal with with that successful brother. It's too much. Extra exclamation mark. I've been trying to figure out what what it is. There is there is this sense of entitlement that seems to permeate. A sort of why do you deserve to be with me? Prove it. It's like it's like since he's successful, interactions turn into a kind of kind of a job interview that is not 
that is not all sensual or enjoyable. Feels too much like games instead of women or a woman meets man. Mutual attraction and then let's see where see where this goes. Plus, there is this quote unquote protect my stuff mode that seems to that seems that it seems successful black men are in. I get that some sisters are looking for the come up. Those women are definitely not intimidated. So successful black men must be cautious. I'm raising a son too, so I get it. But dude, can we relax and be in this moment with me? Because I promise we will never get to me taking you, taking your mini mansion, BMW, 401k, business, what have you, if I can't even stand to talk to your arrogant behind after three days. I'm interested in knowing about your core, all caps, what you are made of, uh, not how much stuff you have acquired or even accolades you've received. Why do you, excuse me, why do you do what you do? What's your motivation to live life in the way that you do, your values? But perhaps that's just me or the brothers I'm dealing with, CEO, business owners, director, leadership types. I'm pretty traditional, and I find myself flexing against the bold uh, show-me-why-I-should-want-you syndrome, which I must say is not going very well for me, LOL. I get it, though. It's a buyer's market, and my house has been vacant for a minute. Even so, Whoa. I'm not lowering the price. <laughs> I'm not lowering the price. Um, house has too much value. So I'm still waiting for that discriminating buyer. I mean, single, successful black man. Puts fist in the air, keeps hope alive. Sidebar. Oh, I just, just in case uh, you're wondering, most folks would call me an attractive, successful black woman, graduate degree, great communicator, always pursuing growth opportunities, community servant, sports lover, appreciates the fine arts. You will find no ratchetness here. Well, so, you know, I can sound sexist, but can she cook? So, you know, I got to give her no cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's all really good, but I'm just joking. Oh, no, I'm yeah, joking. no doubt. So I've got I've got uh, I've got one more to piggyback off of that one, Mike. Before you read the next one, I got go one more to piggyback off of that one. So uh, I got another listener letter um, from an individualist, and it says some white women definitely seem to be, I guess intimi- I guess they're saying intimidated by a successful black man. Successful black men often radiate confidence and power. Some white women in the workplace aren't comfortable because it doesn't fit the image they have created in their minds about black men. It contradicts so many of the images we see on television and the generally pushed perception of black men. I was thinking about how early that starts. My successful, strong, black junior high school son had a recent issue with a young female teacher's aggressive tone and demeanor toward him. Quote, or parentheses, he's the only black male in the class. But he noticed she has niceties, pleases, and thank yous for the other female students. I noticed, that, I noticed in the parent-teacher conference by some remarks made that she seems a little bit intimidated by my son's ease and confidence, very laid back. She's been trying to put him in her quote-unquote imagined place. It's not going to end well for her, LOL, just saying. So, uh, again, that's a different perspective from someone, um, that, from one of our listeners, and again, she did not uh, identify herself, so we're just going to call her anonymous. Um, but it was a definitely an interesting perspective uh, on the take. So, Mike, I'll, I'll let you take the next one, the next one away. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to go. So this was from, this was from brothers from Twinkie. Twinkie has been a long time listener of the show. Shout out, Twinkie. So I have also Shout out, found myself intimidated by certain guys I've met because of their level of success. I'm a single parent on disability. I know my life can be enhanced by a successful man, but I often think, time thinks, what can I bring to the table to enhance their life? I actually asked this question to a friend of mine who currently is making six figures. Man, can a brother, can a brother go off $50? You know, man, something, you know, college <laughs> right. come out. Or you want to put some money on them J's. We'll talk about that another time. And he said he wouldn't care if his woman or his wife worked at night. It's not about, it's about after a long, stressful day at work, would he come home to? He'd rather have her not work when he means peace in the home. When he gets out, he can, he can lean on her by his day. If he has to come home, both of them being stressed and taking down each other, he'd rather not work. But, of course, every man doesn't feel that way. And for women... Is and if a woman is feeling intimidated by him, might make might be him making her feel the way that way that she probably should run. So definitely, Twinkie gives us a different perspective because she's coming up, definitely. you know, with some different, you know, definitely some different things that she's going on in her life. So I mean, I think one of the great things about this topic is the fact that this is not just an easy just uh, yes or no. Because my first thought is, oh yeah, you know, I don't know. I have my opinions, but we'll discuss that on the show. But for the listen with us, it's definitely enhanced. Shout out to Twinkie. No doubt. Keep on listening to the show. And uh both you know, I'm Definitely. gonna say I'm gonna save my comment time like you at the end, kinda of tie everything up. But so hit up the next letter, man. No doubt. So uh this uh, this next listener letter is from Black Widow. Uh and then I must uh she she wants me to point out that uh, Black Widow is a white female uh that wants to give her perspective. Um so Black oh, Black so Widow writes <laughs> Shout out Becky's. Uh, so Black Widow writes again. Black Widow is a is a white female. Um, I I I personally am so much more attracted to someone with ambition and drive. I've dated a very successful black man who was basically at the top of of a very large corporation, and he was a very and he is a very hard worker, and I love that about him. I also think that he was very passionate about his job, and that made him successful and passionate in other aspects of his life. Maybe it's a get down for the get down. Um, I want someone that uh-huh. understands success because they have experienced it themselves and can help me achieve what success is to me or at least be able to understand and support what I am trying to do. So, again, thank you, Black Widow, for providing that perspective um, and for, and for the, providing that point of view. I'm also All going right. to read a list. So I'll, I'll read this next listener letter. Um, this listener letter is from Under the Radar. Uh, this individual, this listener okay. letter is um, the individual that is a part of our LGBT community. Um, so Under the Radar writes, what up, podcast, longtime listener. So you ask the question, are women jealous or intimidated by confident, successful men? I'm going to give you the gay version. I want to say no. I find it very sexy to see a confident man who is confident about himself, who knows how to dress, who knows how to take care of business, who comes into a room and gets everyone's full attention without even saying a word. I'm going to say I like a brother who is very confident and successful. I know personally because I dealt with them before. I've dated millionaire athletes. Some of you might know them. Some of you still have their jerseys in your closet. So respect their game and learn from them on how to get yours. So let's celebrate the successful black man. Thank you, Under the Radar, for that point of view. 
definitely uh, sheds a lot of light um, into the into how uh, everyone looks at the successful black man. Mike J. All right. I'll let you. I'll let you take the next so, one away. Okay, so this is from Gina Waters. Another, which is a new listener. So she said, "This is shout out to Gina Waters for for giving the podcast." But I think it. Oh yeah, definitely. I always shout out to new listeners. You know, everybody else like that. So we definitely encourage everybody's been listening. So it's definitely a labor of love. So we'll get into that stuff later at the end. All right. So this is a broad question. I think it depends on self value that you hold as a woman and the content on what I can bring to the table. I find it hard to find successful men in my age group. Now, Gina Waters is a little years younger than Bowtie and I. But I would guess, okay. second-guess myself if I was dealing with an older man, especially one who is 10, 10 or more years older than I am. But I'm confident in what I can bring to the table in a relationship with any man. So this is interesting because this is a younger listener. So, you know, mm-hmm. definitely we're getting a different perspective on what's going on. So Bowtie, well, I'm going, like I said, we'll save all our comments to the end. But uh, I'm going to jump in and let you read the, read the rest of them because, you know, you have to. Okay, no doubt. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this next listener letter comes from Prissy Business. Um, Prissy Business uh, writes, there are a few things that are, there are a few things that are more attractive than a successful black man, both from a platonic and romantic perspective. Let me add some content to successful. Success is often, viewed, is often viewed as what one has obtained physically or one's position in life, excuse me, in relation to others. Money-making, strong, wealthy, acknowledged, eminence. These are a few words that most widely, that most widely associated with success. While certainly these may be appealing characteristics missing from this profile, I believe is integrity. Uh, a officiousness, a derivative of successful, more fully defines how one achieves and operates their success. Useful, effective, influential, virtuous. These these comprise the cornerstone of success, in my humble opinion. Success equals achievement, morally, spiritually, emotionally, academically, physically, financially. With that being said, beauty, a thing of beauty, is a successful black man. The fortitude, the industriousness, the character, chills, exclamation mark. Do you hear me? Admittedly, this is mixed with some awe and respect as I realize, <laughs> excuse me, as I realize perhaps the resolve necessary to overcome the unique challenges of our community. I love to see black men handling their business, whatever that may be, legally, of course. Why? Partly because I know other communities don't expect it, fear it, and can't stand it. I know the goals and standards I set for myself, and I love to see I love to see that in my peers. I celebrate it. Often, the question of intimidation is viewed from the male perspective. Typically, in general consensus, it is that a is it that a mature, secure man will not be intimidated intimated by a successful woman, uh, but more so intrigued and appreciative. The same sentiment can be inferred from the female perspective. If you know what you bring to the relationship, whatever type it may be, you can respect and relish in the success of another. While our success may look different, I look I know what I bring to the table. If I was rackety or didn't have my stuff together or even seemingly trying to do so, I might feel otherwise. Truth is, when you come up, we all come up. You change the perception of others. You pave ways for those coming behind you. 
you set a better example for our communities. You provide our children with a positive role model. Intimidated? Nope. You're about to be in my house. You're about to be in my house mentor and don't even and don't even know it yet. Go go ahead, successful black man. You make me want to be better. So thank you, Prissy Business, for that listener letter. Hey, Bowtie. Bowtie. I forgot I yes, had sir. A, I missed I almost missed the, I almost missed one of my letters. And this letter is important because this person sent us our first listener letter when we talked giving our insecure breakdown. So I want to make sure I get to it. Oh yeah. Okay, so this comes from uh, Rockwood. Maxine Shaw. So definitely. So Maxine definitely Shaw. shout out to you, you know. All right, so she says, So I'm not intimidated by a successful man. That has to do with a lot of things. Number one, my dad was my first example of what a man should be. My dad was a finance director for the city hall and ran for city treasurer. He's always been successful in my eyes, so I thought this is what a man's supposed to look like. Plus he worked very hard. My grandfather was my second example. He probably was the richest, most successful person in my family, but did not have a great education. He never learned to read, but did, I don't, excuse me, I'm blind. Y'all. He never learned to read, but did business and rub shoulders with legends of, in the black community. Beyond that, I have great examples of black, great black men. I expect successful men, so I'm not intimidated. Now, with that being said, my dad was, was that successful man with my mom. I don't know if she, if she would have been that successful without her. If you'd have been that successful without her, my grandfather had my grandmother, who had the education catapulted his success. The thing here is that usually these successful men don't do it, by, don't do it themselves. Even they have a uh, level of success. A woman can make them better. So in my eyes, if I meet a man that's successful, a good character, and we vibe, that means I have more to work with. Plus, that means we can also he can also make me better. I would never be intimidated by a successful man. I would welcome him. So go ahead and accept that. Yeah. I'm going to speak no of that. I'm going to probably watch what he said this weekend, so definitely check the tweet because I love that. <laughs> but I shout, out to, shout out to Maxine Shaw. I, mean, I know the whole, if you ask a quote from Wayne Taylor, I will give it to you. I love that movie. So, you know what I'm saying? No so doubt. shout out to Maxine Shaw. You know, it's our first listening letter, so we got mad love for her. So, uh, you know, yeah, we do. Time, go ahead and finish the rest of them, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read the last listening letter. <clears throat> Excuse me. This listening letter comes from the hype manager. So the hype manager writes, so my answer is emphatically, hell no, they are not. Not only is it a resounding hell no to go further, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip this and say, I think it's utter BS. I feel that it's the polar opposite. I think black men are intimidated by a successful black woman. Now, your initial question, you didn't, you didn't specify if it was black women that are intimidated by black men. But for the sake of my response, I'm going to assume our frame of reference is the black men and women. And that's how we're that's how I shall proceed. Okay, let's get ready for the gut punch. I think the idea that a black woman will be intimidated by a successful black man is a pretty piss poor cop out, uh, if I'm being brutally honest. Why do I say that? I think that sets up the uh, sets up the narrative for quote unquote. Well, I would settle down with a black woman, but she seems really intimidated by my success. So I have to go date, fill in the blank with the race of your choice. I've seen this happen so many times. My girlfriends and I have discussed this ad nauseum. I can't think of one black woman I know in my circle that isn't actively, all caps, looking for a successful, loving, faithful black man. So much so 
the discouragement, the discouragement level is on 10 trying to find such a driven man. So where this idea comes from that we would ever be intimidated by one really floors me. To be brutally honest, I think you have to work excruciatingly hard to intimidate a black woman, which is why, which is why popular society trends tend to degrade and rip apart the black woman. Black women have to work 20 times harder than their counterparts, and we can exhibit the same behavior of white women at our we can exhibit the same be, of same behavior of white women are strong and assertive, but we are angry and black. But we didn't come here for all that. That's my own little helpful sidebar to this convo. Convo. I think the black male ego, again, specifying black because I can't speak for white culture, has become so inflated that this process, that this thought process has quite honestly blinded them from reality. The only way a successful black man would intimidate a black woman, honestly, would have to be one with some of the lowest self-esteem ever thought of. Most, all caps, black women I know, especially the ones that I am connected with, that I am connected with are super intelligent, pretty successful black women in their own right. So to have a man by their side with similar thoughts or even more driven would do nothing but turn them on and create the ultimate power couple. I really could discuss this topic forever, but I have to wrap this up. So no, I don't think for, for any second that a black woman is intimidated by a successful black man. I think it's a cop-out for them being intimidated by a black woman. That's my two cents best hype manager. All right. So, Mike and, J, uh, a lot of – Well, first, we ran, a po- we ran a poll for this because, you know, we try to get you know, to get our statistics and everything. 89% of, of uh, you know, people who cut out the poll said that they would not be intimidated by – they don't think a woman is, is intimidated by a successful man. So, both sides, I'm going to throw it back to you since we kind of gave us – we were able to get the quantitative and the qualitative data out the way. And let's talk. Let's kind of break down what the what these listener letters said. Uh, to me, it, it definitely. I think that the listener letters um, pretty much coincide with our poll. Does not seem like um, women would be intimidated by um, a successful black man. Um, and I definitely think that there are uh, other topics in there, as you know, maybe our next conversation where are, are black men intimidated by a successful black or men intimidated by a successful black woman? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's it. But um, I found that to be a commonality uh, in our, in our listen, listener letters outside of a couple. Um, but I definitely think that from our listener letters, um, it sounds like that a, a successful black man is something that women, uh, women and men, are yearning for. Um, I think that that the successful black man um, is something that um, unfortunately may not be as regular or may not be perceived as regular as that of a white man. I don't know. Um, but it definitely sounds like uh, we've got a following of people that, that support a successful black man who want and are looking for a successful black man. So uh, shout out, shout out to, uh, again, to everybody who participated, for all the listeners, thanks for the love. Uh, shout out for those of you that love and enjoy successful black men. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out to, to my fellow brethren. Uh, who are successful black men. I consider myself a successful black man because uh, oftentimes I am the only black male sitting at uh, the table, so to speak, in my professional world and the, the level of success that I've reached or, um, professionally. But I also uh, 
do the same in the community. So I, I walk it like I talk it. So um, I'm that person that's given, you know, time and, and, and effort and, you know, sometimes money to, to those um, that are in need and things of that nature. I don't consider myself above anybody. Um, I consider I, I'm just an everyday person. You know, I've just been blessed with um, a level of success that, that others have acknowledged and, and have told me about. So I roll with it. So, um, yeah. Shout out to the shout out to the shout out to the successful black men. We we getting shown some love out here today. Normally it's the it's the f boys that are getting all the love, but we getting shown some love today. Yeah. Mike, what's your thoughts on and that, bro? And, and also, so to kind of go back to the to the listeners, for those who you know new listeners, we we did an episode on the black man, black man, a few episodes about the mo- September. Yeah. So we the we, modern we black defined, man, the man, the myth, the yeah, legend. The modern, yeah, because we talked about what he would consider success. So one of our listeners, Demetrius, one of my one of one of the fam Goldman and family kind of broke it down. So for those who have not listened to that, go back and listen to that episode, and we really can you really can kind of see where where what's going kind of coming from because I think it's more than just being successful in your career. It's you can be successful in your career and be an asshole. Like earlier, we talked exactly. about R. Kelly. You know, he's successful. He's won Grammys. He sold millions of records. He wrote for name anybody who was important. And, you know, allegedly, he's a monster. So I think it's bigger than that. I think it's to me, to me to get, you know, my, honestly, I think a man has to be successful spiritually first. And that, and that moves Absolutely. to me along everything else a person would do. But, yeah, man, I think this was interesting because we were able to get different perspectives from younger listeners, listeners who, who have a disability, who got here crying and takes care of business. And, you know, and this was, this was a, we had a wide array of, of things. And I kind of was thinking earlier, I know both time and I, we were talking, that throughout the week we worked on the show, like you get someone like Kendi Isaacs. And for those who don't know Kendi Isaacs, he is the uh, strange mm-hmm. husband of Mary J. Blige. So, you um, know, they're going over, he's one of the spousal support and all this other type of stuff. And allegedly he was taking the money she was hooking him up with or she was making and, you know, taking care of his uh, side chicks and all type of crazy stuff. So, I mean, he seems like he's intimidated by a successful black woman because now he's trying to he's trying to get an boy and get the money from him. So, you know, we definitely want to – we're always going to call it out. You know, this isn't – you know, this podcast, we call out black men. This isn't like the black man love hour. If you're wrong, we're going to call you out. But uh, right. we definitely want to kind of look at this, this subject and just see – get the post of it. Man, we appreciate everybody who sent our letters, put the letters in, the comments, the texts. You know, votes voted in the polls. So uh, I'm just happy that, you know, it really was a labor of love. We went to our first episode, we had one listener letter. Then a few episodes before, we had like maybe three. So now we had a, I think we're at nine. Getting, getting a regular, getting, yeah, yeah, man. Definitely getting shown a lot of love on a consistent basis every week. Uh, we get listener letters and, and people, you know, tweeting and texting and things of that nature. And, you know, uh, we, we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, man, so definitely. So we are definitely looking, uh, you know, to do some more things. So I know one of the things I know both of and I discussed is – go ahead. No, go ahead, man. No, so, you know, definitely if you guys have some topics that you're interested in or you want to get our perspective, I think we have a different perspective from a lot of podcasts. Number one, we brothers, you know, from the fact that we've been knowing each other for so long. But we're similar. We like, we're similar in our goals and ambitions and being men, but we're the totally different personality-wise. Like, if you meet us, it's just like, oh, totally different. But, uh, right. you know, I think we should have some topics. Shoot us to them, you know. Send us a tweet. We're 
Pod, email grownmanishpodcast at gmail, Instagram, grownmanishpodcast. For those who know us, Texas, call us or whatever. We definitely want to make the show broaden it out. And there are some other things that we're going to be more specific about. So some shows may be more politically related, sports, pop culture, relationship, whatever. But we're, we try to have a broad show to give people, you know, what they might like and definitely what, you know, what we feel like we need to hear about some stuff that you might not be aware of because, honestly, you know, there's so much, you get so much stuff coming across the airway that we try to pick out a little, little new, nuanced thing that we can tell people about. So, uh, right. That's kind of, yeah, so I guess the, yeah, I was going to say for, for, for me, uh, again, definitely give a shout out to everybody who, uh, who took the time out of their day to, to uh, give us some listener letters and some feedback. Uh, I want to say, uh, Brothers uh, out there that are listening, uh, it, it sounds like uh, for the for the most part, uh, successful black men are in high demand. So um, that, if that doesn't push you to want to do better, I, I don't I don't know what would. Um, you should be want to do it for yourself. You should want to do it for the betterment of of the society and and, and our community. But at the same time, um, obviously, um, individuals are looking for that in a mate. So. Uh, definitely step up to the plate. And for uh, th- those, uh, the new listeners that don't know, uh, Bowtie Fresh always gives um, a, a little uh, parting word, a little tidbit at the end of the, at the, end of the podcast. So um, th- this one this one that I have this week for you is only fitting. So um, just sit on this one, uh, marinate on it for a little while. So um, my parting shot is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So, um, just marinate on that. Uh, let that let let that drive your move you as such. You, you know, even if it's just it's thought provoking, um, let 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 that one go. And you know, send me send me a tweet or or, or or emails or whatnot. And you know, let us know what you guys are thinking about. Well, definitely. And for me, man, it's a shout out for sisters, for sisters. Definitely represented this episode, you know, as they do in everything in life. So uh, shout out to those who get new jobs, new positions, careers, houses. Absolutely. that the guy has for you, I'm happy for you. And some of y'all don't even know or some things I do know. So I just appreciate y'all for, yeah. like, you know, taking your time out, like Botox said, that, you know, you, you could do for our podcast. Take your time to give us a thoughtful letter. We read everything, right. basically verbatim. Uh, hey, shout man, out to so the sister. appreciate you. Shout out! Shout out to the Beckys. They show us a lot of love. Oh, yeah, shout, even, you know, the, shout out to the Beckys. Shout out to the sisters for Let sure. Uh, and yeah. you know, I'm 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 gonna say shout out to the brothers too. You know what I'm saying? The, the, those brothers, oh, yeah. you know, those individuals that that are trying to be successful black men, but the brothers like under the radar that are seeking other brothers. You know what I'm saying? That you know, we're we're all seeking mates. We all look for you know similar things, obviously, and whatever you know our mate, whatever we want in a mate, no matter our sexual orientation. So, uh, shout out to our LGBT community because they're they're looking for the same things in life that that anybody else is. So you know, those who try to place a stigma on those individuals, y'all 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 need to go sit on the Twitter and cut it out because you know these these individuals that that are you know living their lives just like just like you and I are. So. Um, honestly, they're 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 looking for the same thing. So shout out to the LGBT community for continuing to stand. Uh, Mike J and I, we will stand alongside of you against the injustices against that community. Also, all right, man. So uh, we move right this episode. You know, grown man, this episode number we, eleven. So we'll have another episode we, probably next 
Friday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate the love, man. Holla at y'all. Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy some fun. Y'all have a good weekend. Boss up. Peace. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.